This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Talk about excitement. Oh, what a position here. We've got our mid-price edges, which is clearly the biggest position in the game this year and so many decisions to make. We've got 15 of these guys to go through, but before we get started, I need to talk about Johnny Bateman, who we didn't get to in the guns video because he wasn't out in the game yet, but he pops in at 809K, moving from the Raiders to the Tigers this year. And there's some interesting thoughts on him. He is obviously super expensive, but he was incredible in his couple of years at the Raiders before he went back home. So played in 19 and 20 and averaged, you know, 59 and a 54. So 54 in the 2020 season. And what we see him is actually being priced at 56 here at the 809. So really, is there much value in him? I don't think so. He's out of the game for a couple of years now. He actually hasn't played super well in the last two years. He has, he was only okay in the, in the World Cup as well. So I think he's a bit of a risk to start with. He Just considering he's been priced so highly. If we had him at about 700K, 730, something like that, I'm probably be looking to pick him up, but there's just so many unknowns in this Tiger side. Is he going to be playing lock? There's a good chance that that's the case. Is he going to be playing on an edge? We just don't know much about him. If he does play at lock, he's played the first few games here in a Raiders jersey. He came out and played big minutes and did really well, but will he play 80 minutes? There's so many question marks. So I think he's still going to be a top gun and will probably be an option at some point because he won't be playing Origin. He has a late buy, so let's just see how he goes the first few weeks. And if he drops some cash, we can potentially pick him up there. But these mid-price edges, I'm going to go through the options at the end, guys. Obviously, you can go and check that out. But I think it's really important just to really listen in to this one and work out who you think you should be selecting in your side because this is a position that is super important. There's obviously a bunch of gun edges like Fafita as well that I think could be really interesting. You know, Nat Butcher, these types of players there. Um, we have our dual position guys in Barnett and obviously Tommy Gilbert here. It's going to be an interesting one. So stick around for that. But Tupanuas kicks us off here at 576K. 
40.3 average there. So the pros for him, when he's at second row, he does score over 46, but we obviously don't get him for the start of the season. That will be Nat Butcher's spot. Does he come back off the bench? There's a few things to think about with him. He's out for a couple of months and he's never really been a keeper. So I think we should let him go through the keeper, but definitely someone that you know, will play a role at some point. If he plays off the bench for a bit and then gets a, a spot in the starting role if his injuries or if that just gets, you know, it's his spot, then if he's in the 400s and he's way too cheap, so it would be a solid option. Tommy Gilbert, so we get the jewel. We finally get to speak about him here. At 567K, comes in average of 39.7. And that was through a mix of different roles for the Cowboys last year. He'd play off an edge. He would just play edge minutes. Some games he would go edge and then play in the middle a bit. And sometimes he would just play prop. Sometimes he would just play middle. So very interesting how we even speak about this because it's a good chance that he does play 13. And he has had a couple of games in the prop position, as I said, or a little bit through the middle but no clear games at lock. So really, we are guessing a little bit at this point. And the pros for him, when he does get over 50 minutes, he's averaging 44. What we're looking at there, though, is only about four to five points of value, which is actually pretty scary, to be honest. I don't see him as as good an option as a lot of people think he is. Uh, but the good thing here is he obviously has much more of a set role at the Dolphins. Will they be a good side? Probably not in this first year. They have plenty of leadership in the forwards. But will Gilbert be that young forward that gets big minutes? You do have got you do have Kenny Bromwich and Felice Cafusi who are both big middle edges. So does Gilbert get big minutes in the middle or does he sit around 50? Does he get 60? There's so many question marks on this at the moment. Because I definitely think he has keeper potential for a dual guy and having a late buy. There's plenty of positives on that front. But obviously the negatives there, I just don't know how many middle minutes he's going to get. Um, and he's obviously split the time on the edge. So we're just very unclear at this point. Egan Butcher is very interesting, guys. At 561, the average of 39.3, and that's mainly all off the bench. He has an incredible PPM of one. So when he gets great minutes, he does score really well. He's a young player, obviously brother there of Nat, and both very different games, but amazing players in their own right. When he does get over 30 minutes, guys, he gets 43 points, which is crazy. When he gets over 40 minutes, he hits a 54 average. So if there's any chance in this season that he gets you know, 40 plus minutes, and you have to pretty much lock him in your side. If he gets some lower minutes to start the year, they do have a buy pretty early, which is obviously a little bit of a, an issue for anyone in a, a Roosters jersey. Then, you know, if he happens to get through that and he's a little bit cheaper and he gets a role at some point in some big minutes, he's an absolute must-have. But, you know, we've said that the last couple of years, he's been an awesome scorer. Obviously needs a bit of an injury early to, for him to be worth it. Raymond Fatala Marinas, he's an interesting one as well at 560K. 39.2 was his average last year. We have seen him score super well in previous years. This is his second year back from a, a pretty substantial injury. So you're looking here at a 47 average when he gets over 60 minutes. So pretty cool there. Eight points of value if he's able to get that. The main issue is obviously a few guys on the bench. So you've got Davies fighting for that role. You've got TPJ. And, you know, plenty of middle minutes to go around. So where are they going to go? Who's going to get them? There's a lot to think about in terms of that role and those minutes there. He's in a better team. I definitely see some value at some point too. If it's going to be clear that he's going to be getting, you know, 60, 70, 80 minutes on that edge, you know, second year back, he has done it before and he's done really well. So I think he's going to be a solid one at some point. Just have him in your black book. I don't think he's going to get the huge minutes to start off, but if he happens to, in that first round, or he happens to at some point, keep him in your mind. Teague Wilton's a very interesting one. We got a little bit of news on him recently, but him at 536K, averaging the 37.5. The news is that it sounds like Wade Graham is going to be training, or has been training through the middle, 
And hopefully and potentially that gives Teague Wilton his spot on that left edge where he was really dominant last year. In games over 70 minutes, he was able to average 51, which is hectic. Uh, obviously a bit of an attacking player, runs a great line, very similar mold to what Fitzy is and obviously him being their coach is ideal for him for sure. In that good team as well, and that solid base of 36, so an average of you know 37.5, that is because he has a bunch of interchange games. But when he plays those games over 70 minutes, that's the base that he has. So obviously a few attacking stats, offloads, tackle breaks, uh, line breaks, and tries in there for sure. I definitely think he's uh, one of the more important guys on this list for you to keep an eye on. And if he does get that starting role, you're really hoping for at a minimum 60 plus minutes you know, if he does that, you're going to be looking somewhere in at least five points of value. If he does get that 70 plus minutes, then we can hope for close to a 50 average and he's well underpriced and we can get him up into the 700K mark, which would be hectic. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Uh, but yeah, obviously unsure of the role and he could be on the bench uh, in that first round. So just be aware of that. All right, Corey Harrow and Iris, he's obviously a very interesting one as well there. With the Raiders, he's a 517K, which is really low and an average of 36.2 last year, splitting time between the start and also the bench in, on their team last year. And the pros for him, when he does get over 60 minutes, he has a 44 and a half average. So that gives us about eight points of value, which is delightful. He's in a good team. They were obviously improved in the back end of last year, got really, really good um, and, and snuck into those finals and, and did a good job there. Very attacking player as well, runs a good line. Can, you know, in a similar mold to, to Teague Wilton, Teague's probably a little bit more consistent, which is why I'd have him as a better pickup. And just the, the role is still unknown with Corey as to if he's going to get that edge spot. You know, they've got Elliot Whitehead could, could potentially play the edge, he could play the middle. There's a, a few question marks as to how they're going to go th- go with this. And there's every chance, because it's Ricky Stewart, that he gets that start on an edge and then he gets punted to the bench at some point because that did happen last year as well. So he obviously has to come out and play really well. If he does that, he can get 60-plus you know, minutes. But if not, there's every chance that he gets punted again. And he does have missed tackles, uh, which are pretty high at that 3.5 per game, which he'd like to bring that down to about 2.5 to 3 for a guy playing those bigger minutes. All right, we move to Kelma Tuolangi. At 501k, the average of 35 last year, he moves to the Eagles. And the worst part for him right now is the fact that he's got to buy in round two. There's obviously a few 
people that are fighting for his role on that on that edge as well. But if you're looking at his pros, he got a 38 average in over 50 minutes. So you'd expect that if he gets that start, he should be able to get at least over 50 minutes and that provides a minimum of three points of value. What you see here is really low run meters, 65.7 for a guy that actually when he ran the ball was able to get some, you know, some attacking stats in terms of offloads and tackle breaks. He had zero attacking stats in terms of tries uh, and real try assist there, which is obviously a bit of a pro because he has that ability. He just wasn't given the ball much. He was a decoy plenty of times and oftentimes they went right. So very, very interesting. He's going to be running off Schuster and also Tommy if he's playing. So I definitely see some upside just on him improving as a player, him getting more ball. So if he can you know, get anywhere close to about 100 meters a game, there's three and a half extra points and then any attacking stats on from there. You wouldn't expect him to go zero attacking stats two years in a row. So I definitely see him as having an opportunity to score anywhere between that 44 to, to 46 there. The main issue I see is him, obviously, that buy in round two, and we're, we're guessing about his role at this point. So I think you can really wait until round, you know, see him in round one, see what kind of minutes he get. And if it's going to be great, then round three or four, that he could be a great pickup for an underperforming guy, or you can upgrade one of your average mid-rangers to to Alangi there, you know, there's 400k guys, something like that. Highland Lukey, so he's an interesting one. I definitely see him playing a role at some point, but the injury early, coming off that, he'll come in a little bit later. He will most likely coming off the bench. So for him at 491k, average of 34.4, you probably get him down a little bit cheaper. And if he earns his spot on that edge, which I think he can because he's a great young player, then he will definitely be an option at some point. So again, worthy of knowing where he's at and sort of the stats we're looking to get and, and what minutes, etc., from him. So when he starts, he did score three tries, but it did average 45. So that was delightful. That gives us, you know, 10 and a half points of value there. He's a second year player, obviously on the improve. He didn't get huge minutes last year, um, but yeah, I definitely see him as a solid option. Later in the year, I'd say he's definitely uh, a good one to, to pick up, uh, but probably comes off the bench, as I said. So look at him to be a later pickup. Okay, we have Hosking and Garner. One of these guys is going to need the left edge spot for the Panthers, you would assume. Looks like Garner at this point, but Hosking worthy of knowing as well. So he got an average of 49.8 last year. Thankfully, they did discount him on that because he only played a, a bunch of games, but they did see that he's probably going to be either off the bench or not playing for the Panthers with Garner coming over. So they kept him a little bit cheaper, thankfully. But he has a cracker base. You know, there's games there where, you know, when he played 80 minutes, he's hitting 37 tackles and 130 meters, so a 50 base there. Um, is incredible and has an amazing average. And obviously behind Garner at this point, but if he does come up at some point, wait for his chance and you can pick him up. There should be an injury. Hopefully not suspensions. These types of things happen. Um, or he could play the origin period. Plenty of things to think about there with Liam Martin being away. So keep him in uh, in the black book. Luki Garner, so he most likely gets the spot. Average 33.4 last year, but when he does play on the edge and get over 60 minutes uh, in an average team as well. He was able to average 47.6, which gives us 14 points of value. He moves to a better team. So you think at worst, he does score that 47, you know, tries that he scored uh, over his career for the Tigers. You think he gets those opportunities again here. And in a, obviously a great system, I think he can learn really well, learn from guys that you know, we're able to teach kick out. He's got Liam Martin on the other side. Um, yeah, say less. I think you, you got to lock him in from the start. The, the buy in round three is not nice, but I just think there's not really many cons on his part. And he just have to knock him in his side. Simple as that. Andrew Davey, number 11 here. Very interesting here. We've got him at 463K, 32.4. When he played 77 minutes, so when he got a full game on the edge, basically, he did average 40. So that sees a seven and a half 
points of value there. He's a solid player. You know what you're going to get with him. There's a bunch of 20s, 30s. Not amazing, to be honest with you. Uh, but if he does get an opportunity, if he happens to be on the bench to start with, and then he comes in and gets a bit of a crack there, then he could be solid for sure on Manly's edge. But again, who's going to get that spot? Is it going to be um, Tualangi? Is it going to be him? There's plenty of questions there on that one. No, did he move? Anyway. Uh, Con's there. The role is obviously unclear. Probably not going to be 80 minutes here. I get 26 tackles um, and the 80 meters a game running is obviously not incredible. But that's that. Brody Jones, the 457k man, averaged 32. When he got his start on the se in the second row, he averaged 42. So 10 points of value, which is great. 35 base. He's really super solid. Um, yeah, not too much wrong to say about him. But on that in that night spot, you've got Lachlan Fitzgibbon. You've got Hetherington there. His spot's really up for grabs and not certain. So... I'm a little bit worried as to how that works out, but he definitely has a little bit of upside if, you keep, if you're thinking about him, but he won't be a keeper. So just be aware of that one there, guys. All right, we get to one of the most important guys here in Jermaine Hopgood, and everyone's talking him up, and I can see why. Obviously, the 453K price tag is pretty low. Average 31.8 last year, which is where he's priced at. The pros here, he has a 0.83 PPM. Um, really, he's going to need 50 minutes, to be honest with you. If he's, if he's priced at 32, you're going to need him to get that 50 minutes to get a 40 average. So he's not the absolute slam dunk that people are thinking about. I think early on he's going to, with Madison out, he's going to get those big minutes. And we saw that he got a 60 in, in high 60s minutes last year. Um, and I think that he can average about 50 if he gets 60 odd minutes, but does he get huge minutes or does he sit around that 50 mark, 45, 55? You know, 45 minute mark there at, at 0.83 is only about five points of value. So. Yes, he's great, but I see like Garner having a more clear role than Hopgood at the moment. Jermaine's going to have his his points where he absolutely dominates, but just be aware of that, guys. He is not the be-all and end-all. Make sure you get some good plays in that edge position. He will get the jewel, though. Is going to be great as well. So you have to get him in your side, but just be aware that he's not going to be the knockout hope that everyone thinks. I don't think so because they have, you know, Madison who's going to be playing big minutes through the middle. They've got Bolo there. They've got... Um, yeah, Regan. So there's plenty of, plenty of mouths to feed in that one. Um, but yeah, that last round, the stats excite people. The upside in terms of his base stats was incredible. And he's only going to improve as well. He's young, um, which is great. Yeah, the cons with him, I said him being young in this stage, we're not exactly sure on his role. So if he was a, a veteran, he'd been playing for a long time. We just know what he's going to get, um, but we don't. So that's that on that one. Last two guys, we got the Storm Boys. We got Eli Katoa at 448 and Trent Leora at 389. So the 31.3 average for Eli is obviously fairly low, but what we see when he gets over 50 minutes, and this was in a Warriors side that isn't as good as the Storm system, 44 average he got. So 12 points of value, 13 points of value there. I think he can do really well if he gets that spot. Obviously, a few things are up for grabs there, and he's never really had a stretch of consistent minutes for the Warriors. So I believe Storm will get the best out of him. And we obviously have to check for trials to see how he's used. But if he can get, I reckon he, he would probably average 55 minutes, to be honest with you. I don't see him playing 80. There's no need for him to, to play that. They've got guys like Eisenhuth who can come on and play 25. He's obviously a guy that they could pick up as well. they got Leoro. So there's a few question marks there. Um, Eisenhuth's a little bit cheaper than these two. Uh, but I'd, I'd say they're going to use one of these two guys as a starter, uh, get a bit of punch on, our, on either side there and then use Eisenhuth through the middle or something like that to, to kind of lock in this squad together. But Katoa, solid option. All right, we're almost to the end, guys. We're going to go through my best options in this position. Trent Leoro at the 27.3 average, pretty light on price, obviously. His pros is he gets a 40 average in 58 minutes. So his is, PPM isn't as good as Eli Katoa. 
He's cheaper though, but in a good team. He's solid in attack. He does score some tries here and there. He's going to need a start. If he gets it, there's obviously 10 points of value or something like that. But if he doesn't and he's on the bench, then not someone that you need to worry about. Okay, here we go. My best options, guys. I'm going to start with Lugana up top. I think that he's got the most solidified role. Most likely going to eat the 80 minutes if he gets that spot, which we think he will, on that left edge in a great team. I think he's going to do a great job. So number one for him, Hopgood we spoke about. I just see him slightly... Um, more of an unknown than what Garner is. So I think I would have to put him at two, but he will be in my side for sure. Teague Wilton, if he's getting the start, he's going to be in my side. So he comes in at number three. I'll have all three of those guys for sure in uh, in the edge position here. Plenty upside, you know, 12, 13, 14 points and could be keeper level if he manages to get 80 minutes. We've got Katoa or Lioro, whoever gets that spot. I see CHN be having a little bit more value than Gilbert. Obviously the unknown in position-wise is not great, but I see him having a little bit more upside in terms of the money he can make if he does get that role. If he doesn't get that role, Gilbert's obviously way ahead. Same with, you know, Gilbert would be probably in fourth position. He'd be in third position if Wilton doesn't get the role. So yeah, Gilbert comes next, the dual position, gets the 13 role. We just aren't, aren't sure of him. He does have the keeper upside, which a few of these guys may not. You know, CHN probably doesn't. Katoa and Lioro, uh, more just money makers. Wilton, Hopgood, Garner have that keeper uh, potential. Um, Gilbert comes in as a solo one, RFM, and then Tualangi, who I wanted to see in those first couple of games first. But that's the Edge Midis video, guys. I hope you enjoyed that one. Got plenty out of it. I definitely enjoyed talking about it, and it's going to be a great position for us to work out as the season progresses, especially during this round one. Do you go heavy and, and pick up a couple of guns in this position? Do you go heavy in terms of duel with the mids and the edge? Or do you go this mid-range type of guys and just spend your money elsewhere? Plenty of questions, but I hope you pick the right one. See you guys. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.